Hey, welcome to another episode of the Houdat Jedi podcast and a very special one indeed. But before we say why it's special for many reasons, but before we say that, I'm Aaron. And with me as always is Fredo and Dave. Say hi, guys. Hi. Hello. And we are joined tonight by our good friend, Ryan Clark. Um, he's been on the show before, and so he's going to help us talk about some Bad Batch and stuff like that. So how you doing, Ryan? I'm doing well. Aaron, thank you very much. How you guys doing this evening? Ryan has become my golfing buddy. Um, we go golfing like once a week, and um, I, I don't know. It's it's just fun. I, I haven't golfed. It's very in, fun. I haven't golfed in probably more than ten years, and it was like um, I saw he and his wife were at the driving range. It's like, oh, can I join you sometime? Just because I thought like get back into that. And it turns out his wife doesn't really like to golf per se. She likes to hit the ball around. But yeah. so it was like Ryan has somebody to play with. Go so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Once, <clears throat> once it's great that it was like, well, I mean, we could originally it was let's let's get together and try this spark golf league and see what this is about and have some folks to play with. And then Aaron and I just realized that we don't need a league. We just wanted someone to play with. So it's just like <laughs> And we don't need to make any more friends. Right. We um, don't need any more friends. We're good where we're at. We'll just go out there with our beers and so anyway. All around. Um but the re- other reason it's special is happy birthday, Star Wars. Yay! 1977 on this date. So 44 years old. 44? 44. Trust me, I know. It's holding up well. It's done a lot with its life. Yeah. And, uh, it's you know, it's spawned a lot of, you know, children and such. But but also, so yeah, if you're listening to this, we're recording, obviously, on Tuesday the 25th. And it's uh, um, star wars's birthday um but what's funny is on twitter everybody was talking about how it's also the anniversary of return of the jedi that's i don't know 35 years well i mean it doesn't matter it's like that's i don't know like going to see you too and talking nothing more about you know other than larry mullen jr you know it's like he's, he's a good drummer but that's not who everybody came to see um but then also on this day, I didn't realize this. Happy birthday, Frank Oz. Oh, goodness. How old is Frank? Does anyone know? I don't know, oh, but we got to put him in a bubble. Oh, please. Yeah, put the protective bubble around Frank. Him and John Williams. He says, Fry's 77 years old. Oh, he, he's, so, he's like, he's so ornery. I think that's, he's not, he's going to live forever because he's so ornery. He's so opinionated about everything. That's why. If you want to, if you want to so see cool. something awesome, um, go on YouTube and find the outtakes for Emmett Otter's Christmas jug band, whatever it is, <laughs> that Disney thing. The outtakes for that is hilarious because it's just Frank Oz and whoever's doing the, the voice of Emmett. And they're just trying to get this one take is hilarious. So when you're done here, go and do that. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So that's, I mean, <clears throat> so big day all the way around. Right. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I already talked a little bit about Star Wars. Let's let's start off with some trivia. Let's get our brain wrapped around. Like I said, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to talk about uh, the Bad Batch, um, and we'll it's we're not really going to be talking about the individual episodes per se. It's more of kind of some themes that are going on, and we we brought in someone with a little bit more life knowledge than Dave and Fredo and myself uh, to help us walk through it. That's that's Ryan. So anyway, uh, but first. Trivia. We gotta get four cards out. I got my old man glasses on. All right. <clears throat> so, Dave, we're gonna start with you. 
What aliens earn Han Solo's faint praise? Short help is better than no help at all. Ewoks. Man, you don't even let the uh, the people like try to think of it. That is correct. The Ewoks. All right, Ryan. Yes. Who commands the clone turbo laser gunners? Quote, concentrate all your fire on the nearest starship. Oh. <laughs> oh, this, oh. this is kind of a Bush League one. Who commands the clone turbo laser gunners? Quote, concentrate all your fire on the nearest starship. Uh, uh, I don't know. Anakin Skywalker? It was Yoda, actually. Uh, that's one one of the Clone Wars films. I would take it. No, it, I mean this is this is from episodes one through six. Um, that's just the the bu- thing that's bush league about that. It's it's a properly formed sentence. Oh, you know that what? is cheap. That is cheap. Yoda's Yoda's switching it up. Yeah. See, your your dogs agree. That was a BS question. Um. All right. So, uh, Fredo. Mm-hmm. Which star destroyer is pursuing Han when the Falcon loses its main rear deflector shield? Have you gotten this one before? No, but somebody's got a star destroyer name question. Which star destroyer is pursuing Han when the Falcon loses its main rear deflector shield? I'm gonna take a stab in the dark because I'm not sure. Uh, Avenger. A stab in the dark. The Avenger. Yes, it is the Avenger. No, I totally did. Uh, All right, everybody, everybody, name some star destroyers. I know we got the Avenger. We also have uh, the Executor or Executor, however you want to pronounce it. Ryan, um, what's uh, what's the one that uh, Captain Nita star destroyer? That's, that's the one from Captain Nita. Okay, that's, that's the, the Avenger. Avenger. Anybody else have any others? Uh, no. It's up my head now. All right, everybody on Twitter, you can uh, tell us what uh, some other Star Destroyer names are. So so our go-to answer <laughs> for always will be the Avenger. All right. My question. Who appears as a translucent phantasm on a Hoth snow plane? Oh, come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? Oh, hey, you're lucky that I, I pronounced translucent and phantasm correctly right off the bat. Um, that would be... Obi-Wan Kenobi. Would it be? You know, Empire Strikes Back, first of all, you think about that. That was the that was the first time we saw anybody as a force ghost. So that was cool. And the first time we saw anybody move anything with the force, because when Luke, you know, grabbed his lightsaber and, you know, Vader chucked stuff at him. And nobody flipped out like they did when the Emperor shot lightning at, you know, somebody. There point, point being that this thing is constantly evolving and changing and people should settle down about it constantly evolving and changing talking about evolving and changing sorry not to horn in on news or anything but did you guys see apparently disney plus has changed some of the coloring of the rise of skywalker they they took some i think guess it there was like a green tint to some of the it's either green tint or blue tint and they've changed it so that it doesn't look as green or bluey. That whole movie was very blue. That was always my takeaway. Just very <laughs> blue. And so I'm guessing they toned down the blue a little. Yeah, because remember, Last Jedi was very heavy into the red. Yeah. 
everything they're the motif they're the signs but i mean the the way was red but the way that the film was shot it was like kind of there was one time we went on vacation and i had the setting wrong on my camera and so everything looked blue i don't know what if it was an exposure thing or what was going on but uh so yeah check that check that out um so all right i said news fredo what's going on in star wars world uh, some new things, some old things. So I'll just kind of get over the older stuff first. Wait a uh, wait a wait to sell people on listening to the news, there, man. I know, I know. Look, look, look. Yeah, I just, some just, random just crap, whatever. I'm back in five minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, look you want to skip ahead five minutes? You want to go back five minutes? You got to pee. Now's you your time. Do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll get a, go get another drink, whatever. No, uh, let's start with Dave Filoni has been officially confirmed as executive creative director at Lucasfilm. Now, this uh, promotion, to put it that way, had been in the works and had already been put in place uh, months ago, but it was officially announced on Lucasfilm's website this last week. And so Variety's article kind of picks up that everybody finally realized, hey, yeah, he's got the, one of the top titles for um, in, in Star Wars. Uh, uh, everybody kind of responded with excitement about it. Uh, basically, he's working right underneath uh, Kathleen Kennedy in terms of creation and you know management of the Star Wars brand. Uh, so I think this is really cool, but uh, mild rant. I hope that he gets away from clones and Mandalorians uh, here in the next couple of years. Uh, right. The, the well is dry, Dave. Go to another one. It's kind of like, you know, I, I really like tacos and pizza, but, you know, I really think I want a steak now. So. Well, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, Alfredo. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, just because uh, to kind of jump off of that, in the same Variety article, they kind of do make mention of the fact that it doesn't appear that, they, here's a line, a third announced spinoff from Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic, is not currently in active development, which I think we kind of knew that there was going to be some sort of a setback for Rangers of New Republic. You mean Rangers. after Gina Carano went nanners? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> maybe they're retooling it, maybe it's on the back burner, but that would have been something that's not clones or Mandalorian. And yet now it's kind of pushed further to the background. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to come back, but they may be thinking about how they're going to make it. And being that insatiable Star Wars fan, after I just said I'm done, I really don't want any more clones or Mandalorians. That show had me the least amount of excited, so yeah. I'm I'm not yeah. really busting any tears over that one. No, so, and the names like Rangers of the New Republic. That's just it sounds like I, I don't know, like a Saban thing they pull from Japan and dub over and put on, you know, Fox Kids on Monday through Friday. That that, that is a horrible name. For any sort of property, you know, it's just like battle of both. But I'm good. I'm happy. I'm same with Aaron. I'm happy. It's not. It's not happening. Well, they probably would have had to retool the whole freaking thing, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it was supposed to be a Gina Carano, as far as we know, um, centered series, and like we were speculating a few months back when, when all that stuff happened, it's like. Well, they're going to probably need to find a new star for this show. And, and so it's just been shoved to the back burner. And probably at this point, it sounds like it may never actually happen. Yeah. This is probably going to sound horrible, but I wonder if Disney is secretly going, whew, dodged a bullet on that one. 
because I mean, it's like, do you, I mean, the, taking her political and personal beliefs out of the loop, it's like, she, it's not like she was the best thing on the Mandalorian. Like she's, she's a brick who knows how to punch things. She doesn't have an acting range. Like she's great for action, but she doesn't, she doesn't have a range. And it's like, this person's going to carry your show. I mean, Pedro Pascal can emote through a Mandalorian helmet. Um, and she's kind of like, you know, wow, I was with the rebellion a long time ago. And it's just, I mean, they're going, whoo. Thanks. Thank you, Gina. Thank you for opening your mouth. Thank you. We saw the error of our ways. You know, I mean, I thought she did fine, but like just the constant foot and mouth syndrome, like she's never, that one never going to go away. So like when you talk about them potentially being relieved that they were able to pull the plug when they did, that it may be the case because she was going to say something silly or ridiculous, you know, next week and the week after that and three weeks right. after. So it's just, you know, may as well rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of ripping the Band-Aid off, I'll move on right quick. It's called, like that same way. J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams did an interview with Collider uh, recently. And so I started asking him about working in uh, franchises. And, you know, because Abrams has done work on Mission Impossible. He's done work with Star Trek and most pertinent for us. Uh, directed episode seven and nine. So they're asking him about the possibility about writing and directing, how that went. And he says, I'll read you his quote. Quote, I'll say that the opportunity to get work on any pre-existing franchise is definitely a double-edged sword. And while I'm incredibly grateful and proud to have been involved in the projects, all I see is what things could have been and what we might have done. The importance of it is not lost on me as temporary custodians of any ideas, whether they pre-exist us or not, which is to say, I think that even with an original idea, some I still don't quite understand where that creative impulse comes from. Now the experience of writing something really is yours. Sounds like Sammy yeah. Hagar talking about Van Halen. In some ways. Yeah. I wonder if he's, I mean, I gotta imagine it's on the one hand, he's always said he's a Star Wars fan and getting that episode seven call must have been the thrill of his life and then afterwards seeing the reaction everybody loved it must have been so gratifying and then getting the opposite reaction to episode nine so i wonder if there's not a bit of regret saying if i could go back and do things differently yeah but i, th I think really you know keeping the music motif there i think it's um imagine if you're in a band and you've you're paying all of your dues and you're writing all your your songs and the one song that you're known for for the rest of your life is the cover that you did of somebody else's song. You know, your whole creative work is meaningless really to everybody else. They just really liked how you covered, you know, whatever song. You know, so I can understand his take on that where it's like, yeah, it was really cool to do Star Wars, but I didn't come up with Star Wars. You know. Well, to kind of play devil's advocate to that for a second, um, you know, I think kind of like what Fredo was saying, you know, he does episode seven and everyone is just falling at the feet of JJ saying Star Wars is back to what it was. And this is the greatest Star Wars has been since the original trilogy. And then, you know, you see eight and nine and you realize just how much of a disconnect Lucasfilm had. And, and you know, creatively with the fans, because while seven was good, you watch eight and nine and you go, did, did you guys not have a plan? 
Like, were you were, was this? Were you winging it? Was this a fish concert? This was a Star Wars fish concert where you just kept <laughs> riffing for seven hours. You just playing and playing and playing because that's what the movie watch. That's what it watches like because it doesn't make any sense. It's to- totally disconnected from each film. And you know, maybe it's kind of like you, you know, JJ. You got to take some of that on board because they gave you the reins and. Well, it, it ultimately didn't make sense. Again, you know, going back to my didn't... going back to my think of the Van Halen fans. Going back to my music thing, you had David Lee Roth, then you had Sammy Hagar, then you had Gary Sharon. It's like mm. what what the he- what the heck is going? What happened to my Van Halen? So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I think you know. Again, just I don't want to belabor this, but it's also like, all right, JJ, you're doing Star Wars. Don't screw it up. You know, and then it's like, whew, got through that. And then it's like, all right, JJ, you're doing Star Wars again. And half the people are pissed and half the people are loving it. Have fun. And it's just like, ugh. you know, I don't yeah. I don't I don't think he could have won. And and I like Last Jedi. I, I like Last Jedi. And, you know, does it fit within all three movies? No. You know, does Rise, Rise of Skywalker is like, you know, okay, we got out of the house before the ghost got us, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you anyway. know, it makes me wonder, do you think if he had gotten, in retrospect, do you think he would have accepted to do Rise of Skywalker if he'd seen everything that would have come out, how it turned out? Do you think it would have been like, no, I, I owe it to these characters and these actors and the team that I put together from episode seven to kind of try to bring everybody back and make something that everybody's going to be happy? Or do you think it would have been like, you know, I got away on a high from episode seven. The worst thing I can do is try to go back for enough for an encore and bomb. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to talk about K-State football here for a second, Dave. It's kind of like your your coach of umpteen years decides I'm going to retire. <laughs> then who'd they who'd they get? And I can't even remember his name right now. But then who'd they get after him? Uh, run prince and then and then quickly got rid of him and the save and and coach comes back and is the savior of ku football right oh you mean k-state k-state yes k-state i'm sorry ku is where they drink albert einstein's brain yes Um, exactly (laughs) but uh but but you know it's it's i think i i really think that was part of you know jj's they're like you know jj we we need you we need you to help us jj abrams you're our only hope you know right. and i think it was a big ego thing where it's you know not saying that he's egotistical but it's like i can come in and i can help lucasfilm out and that's only going to pay me dividends down the road right you know it's not it's nothing that i would hold against him i mean it's a huge paycheck and he's making all this money and he gets to continue making star wars movies and that's supposed to be fun right but i you know i think it's it, it kind of reeks to your point of almost a panic move. It's like, well, we we had success with this other guy, so let's go back. Right. right. Regardless of what the actual intentions are behind the scenes and whether they're doing due diligence or whatever, that's how it feels and that's how it looks from the outside looking in. So it's, it's like I'm sorry, Dan Snyder. It was right, that's the name, right? Did I get the name right? No. Of who? No, the K-State football coach. What's his name? Gosh darn it. Oh, Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Dan Snyder was from the Washington football team. Uh, But no, I mean, but but that was, that was, I mean, that's, that was a similar situation. You know, it's like, you know, 
brought in a new coach and it started to tank. Nebraska didn't learn from you guys. So anyway, um, a lot of a lot of the fan base. I think real quick, I think David raises a really good point. It's like, what did the what did the trilogy look like before the backlash from Last Jedi? What was going to happen um, in Rise of Skywalker prior to the Met? And like, I'm I'm with Aaron. I like the Last Jedi, but like, what was the original plan for that final film? Because you know that whatever we saw on the screen, that's not what Disney had envisioned. You know, there was something else going on and they went like, you know, you said they went into panic mode and they're like, call a JJ, he'll fix it. Just he'll fix it. And he'll give us, and, and that's what we saw, you know? So there's a script out there somewhere of what well, that film was supposed to be. Yeah. We actually, it. yeah, we talked about that on a episode. So mm-hmm. it did. It did. It, uh, <laughs> okay. It well, look great though. No, Ryan, Ryan, it had, it had a giant spider with like a baby's head on it. So don't think that it was, you know, anything tremendously better. And Admiral Hawk's becoming the biggest fanboy. Oh, yeah. there'd be a big spider with like Kevin Smith, Superman spider. That'd have been great. Just show up. Kind of. An evil Sith spider. Anyway. An evil Sith with Palpatine's head and Darth Maul's butt, you know, robot legs. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll move on right quick to another movie that people did haven't seen and hope to see one day. Uh, Aaron shared is that uh, there there's a push by some Star Wars fans to quote unquote make Solo two happen. Um, Solo. Well, it's specifically yeah, yeah specifically the Resistance broadcast. Uh, it's a great it's a great Star Wars podcast and um, and it's part of Star Wars Newsnet. Um, a good website, but anyway, yeah, they started this push a couple years back of uh, make Solo Two happen. So they have it every every year. Well, for the last couple of years, every on on the same day, the day that Solo was released, and it's it's actually kind of gotten so the ear of you know actually some people in Lucasfilm things like that. But I just thought yeah. it's kind of yeah. interesting to point out. I don't want a solo two movie. I want a solo on Disney plus. Like, I would agree uh, with that. hundred uh, like, percent. Uh, you know, winter soldier and uh, captain American and winter soldier or WandaVision. Give me something like that. Cause I, once again, I love solo. I thought solo was a great little film. Yeah. The Lando Chronicles maybe. Yeah. Something like, yeah. Oh yeah. Bring Donald Glover back. Oh yeah. That'd be great. You know? And that was actually, he's, they... in trouble. he's in trouble anyway. Cause he's being sued because they're saying childish game being ripped off somebody's music. So he's going to need the money. So bring him back, you know, <laughs> Um, they're, they're actually, that was one of the polls on their Twitter feed was, uh, would you like to see it as a movie or as a Disney plus series? And the thing is, is that you could do several Disney plus series that basically circle around that Han Solo universe. You know, mm-hmm. it could be, it could be the bounty hunters and Han and Chewie are getting chased down by Bosk. Who knows, you know, or, you know, there's, there's just so many things you could do. Um, so, yeah. but yeah, if they ever do, uh, is the Lando thing still in pre-production? Talks? I think, I mean, right now, yeah, it's remember it got mentioned uh, as a series when Disney did that call the D23 call a few months back where they announced Obi-Wan and Rangers of the New Republic and Rogue uh, Squadron and all that other stuff. It was hinted at. It was said that there was going to be a, a TV show called Lando, but no more, you know, no more information beyond that. Uh, and I think they were holding their powder because they know right now it's all about 
and or an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, I'll finish right quick. The last bit of news this is uh, Chloe and Ryan. Uh, the 501st Legion is announced today that, well, actually announced a few days ago, they're uh, having an event called 1138 Celebrating 50 Years of Lucasfilm, which is going to be supporting FIRST, uh, which is a nonprofit organization that supports STEM uh, teaching around the world. Uh, it's supposed to happen from June 4th through June 6th, 2021, and they're going to be raising funds for them, having guests and panel announcements. So we get closer to the date, I'll, I'll have more information. Cool, cool. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I can't wait until we get out of this uh, junk so we can troop again. Right, right. Yeah, that was fun. So good times. You mean you can't? You're not. You can't wait to be back in your armor in New Orleans summer, <laughs> right? Mardi Gras parade in my snowy, wet. Yeah. Someone going, oh look, it's a looking at a tie pilot, a tie pilot going, look at Star Vader, kids, it's Star Vader. Yeah, <laughs> parenting needs to be stepped up in this world because yeah, anything that's in, you know, if it's a tie fighter pilot, they always get called Darth Vader. Yep. Um, yeah. My my snowy. Yeah, it's the the biggest concern when I put together my snowy was are people going to think I'm clan, which that that was a legitimate thing down here. I mean, so um, anyway, uh, cool. So that's it for news. Right on. Come Thanks, back. Fredo. Come back now. Come back now. Yeah, we're over. We're we're done. Get out of the bathroom and uh, um, come back for the the main discussion of the night. Uh, Bad batch. But again, we're not going to be talking about the episodes per se. Um, so the the thing that struck me from the get-go is, uh, first of all, there is a, you know, big, big quote that keeps, you know, being thrown around a little bit in the first couple episodes of um, good soldiers follow orders. And it got me thinking about, it's like the Bad Batch, they're these, you know, these clones that they obviously, well, the Clone War is over and they don't fit in with you know the the clone army and whatnot so there's this also this you know this assimilation into what do you do after um you know the the war is over so there's there's all these themes that are kind of going around based around a soldier's life if you will and it's something i, I wanted to talk about but um i haven't been in the military neither has dave neither has fredo um and uh so we're like you know can we that's why we asked Ryan to join us. First yeah. of all, just great conversation. But um, Ryan, you served in the Marine Corps, yes? Uh, the Marines and the Navy. I did uh, four years in the Marines as a 5811 military policeman. And I did six years in the Navy as an IS, which is uh, an intelligence specialist with a uh, counterterrorism field of expertise. So, so, so you, you uh, have a lot of things can... that you can't say. Probably. I, I yeah I well uh, it's funny because I always make fun of the fact that uh, you know when when I first signed up and I got my clearance approved um, I signed my average non-disclosure agreement was 99 years uh, and then and it pertains to members of my family and anyone who I might marry at some point in the future and then when you know what you've got you know you got your clearances you got you know classified you know, unclassified secret, top secret, SCI, they have caveats and you get read in the caveats and they're so secret that you can't say the word 
unless you're in a room with other people who are read for that word. And then that packs on like another 65 years of, of uh, non-disclosure. So I'm about 155 years left in my non-disclosure thing. <laughs> I can tell everybody everything till my memoir comes out with all the good stuff. So keep, keep an eye out for that one. You know, be hitting, hitting bookstores in like 21 something. We'll be so, all right. So Ryan is a lot like the, uh, the papal secret archives underneath the Vatican. You got to wait till exactly. the Pope's dead plus 70 years or something like that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's the cop. That's copyright. Fredo, that's the copyright law. That's when you can record. But, I mean, but you know, you know, you, you go, yeah, it's, you got false floors and false ceilings and the walls have to be certain thicknesses and what have you. And, there's a certain place for mobile. Yeah, it's it's not far from that, actually. I, I'm sure the Vatican probably bought a lot of their security equipment from contractors who deal with the United States military. So b- before we uh, before we dive into these kind of these military specific, you know, um, uh, topics, uh, first of all, I mean, I, Ryan, uh, you, you, you said you're not a huge fan of the, the Bad Batch. Are you? Are, uh, well, no. I, guess, I guess what are, what is your percentage like? You know, fifty percent hate it, fifty percent love it, or where are you at? I would say seventy thirty right now in favor of not liking it. Um, What's rubbing honestly, you wrong? Well, I love. I and this is funny because a lot of this is, a lot of this is because of the conversation we had on the course uh, last week or the week before. Um, First off, the designs and the animation and the execution of it technically is amazing. It's beautiful. I love how they're doing the whole, uh, it's not that pure animation. It's got a little bit of like, you know, you can see the strokes, you can see brush strokes and what have you. They're doing a textured layered animation instead of just doing a flat 3D animation. So they're giving more life to the images. And I think it's the best animation Lucasfilm has put out so far. But the story, like, I think it goes back to a lot of what you said about Filoni, Aaron, is that the story, from what he, from what they're trying to say, the story is overly simplistic and the characters are overly simplistic. Like you want to catch on to these big ideas, which are worth delving into. But when you get to the Bad Batch, they're all one note characters. Like you got the, you got the dumb brute and you got the stoic leader and you got the, you know, the kind of shifty marksman and the bookish nerd guy, you know, and then you got the kid again. And it's kind of like, you didn't have to, and I get it. I get it that it's, 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 you know, it's good for kids. Kids can grab onto these archetypes, but give your, give your audience some credit. Like I, my students, my sixth and seventh graders watched WandaVision and the Falcon and Winter Soldier and all the Marvel Plus stuff, and they caught on. They loved it, but they also caught all the deeper aspects of it, and they weren't being written down to it. And I feel like sometimes it's Star Wars can be overly simplified. Yes, ultimately, it's a good versus evil tale, but look at Rogue One. Rogue One showed that people will watch morally ambiguous Star Wars. You know, so why could you have not gone in that direction a little bit with Bad Batch? Why could not have you pushed that envelope a little bit? And I think that's my biggest complaint is that they wanted to ask some serious questions. But at the end of the day, it's, well, you know, here's our one note characters going on these one note missions. And once again, why do we need the Bad Batch? Why? Why is it like one of my biggest problems that now the clone troopers in the Bad Batch the regs, as they're called, are all bad guys. They're all the bullies. They're all the one-note adversaries. 
when you have however many seasons of Clone Wars prior to this showing that the clone troopers had thoughts and they had personalities now, and they did their own things. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna step on you here for a second there yeah. because this has been actually kind of an interesting expansion on what we've known about the clones. And we always always knew that they had this inhibitor chip that, you know, that was the thing that triggered Order 66. But it seems to me that that it was also then at that moment, it was what, you know, thou shalt think this way. You know what I mean? It, it controlled all of them to it's it wasn't just to execute an Order 66 or to execute orders without question. But it was, you know, it was a mind control thing. I, OK, so let me and I thought about that. I thought because that's a big thing that they they like they bang that one on that's like on the nose the entire episode because every time they turn around it's like inhibitor chip inhibitor chip inhibitor chip bad batch doesn't have it regs have it inhibitor chip like every second they're saying that so if so if you want to jump into it now we can go down this rabbit hole and I can start on that aspect because that was something I actually uh, thought about in terms of how does it relate to if you're going to look at this. And, you know, it's silly to say, oh, let's look at Star Wars in a real world situation. But if you're going to make the connection of this discussion, um, I get that the Camino, the Kaminoans put the inhibitor chips in the clones and you go, well, they have inhibitor chips. They were built that way. But if you look at it realistically, all members of the military to a degree have an inhibitor chip put in them. It's just a conditioning through boot camp and through your early stages of whatever school you go to after boot camp, you know, whatever MOS, whatever job, whatever rate school you go to, because, you know, and I like, this is an example of an inhibitor chip. I will never forget. Um, you know, when you hear the term discipline, uh, everybody thinks of different things. You know, you think of what the dictionary term of discipline is and how it relates to all these other aspects of your life. Oh, that guy has discipline. That guy has discipline. That guy has discipline. In the Marines, in boot camp, the one thing that was drilled into us every day is this is the only definition of discipline I need to know. And that is discipline is the instant obedience to orders. That's it. That is You want to rate discipline in the military, that is discipline. Regardless of everything else, it comes down to the instant obedience to orders and getting to that point. And, um, you know, you can argue that you know, the, the, the clones were uh, crafted through vats. They were genetically engineered. But that's what the military is doing through boot camp. It's, it's disconnecting you from everything you know and reprogramming you so that you can function in this society. And to a degree, you can argue that, yeah, we're not cloning our members of the military and building them in vats. But from the moment you get into boot camp, everything you do is designed to disconnect you from your reality and create this new reality for you. You know, everything in boot camp has a purpose. I, you know, it's silly when I, you know, when you go to the chow hall to get breakfast, lunch, dinner, you go, you go with all the recruits or anytime, you know, when you're a recruit, you go, if you're carrying your glass, uh, you have to carry your glass with your arm at a 45 degree bent angle and you have to hold, you have to take like carry it in your left hand and then take your right hand and hold it flat palm down on top of the glass. And that's if you're getting drinks anyway. I mean, you don't do that once you get into the fleet, 
but in boot camp, that's what you do. And why are we doing that? Well, the 45 degree angle is for the rifle range so that when you have a rifle, you're going to remember this proper formation of your arm at 45 degree angles. Why am I putting a hand over my cup? Well, when you get into the field and if you're carrying canisters that hold grenades, you're going to put your hand on top as a safety precaution. So everything you do is built into something that is going to help you in a combat situation, in a military situation. And that's, I mean, that's just actually really good teaching. Right. It's, it is, it is, it it, it instills you. And it's like I said, we're not being cloned, but it's the same principle. You're, you're hammering this into, into these people into recruits to get them to behave in a certain fashion. So then let's, let's dive down the, uh, the first, uh, the, the first bullet point here that I had, you know, because they have that quote and guys jump in, you don't, ha- I don't have to be, you know, just yammering the whole way. But, yeah, please. Um, I would, I'm really interested but, to hear how you guys look at this. You know, when they say, well, good soldiers follow orders that, I mean, so order 66 happens and most of the bad batch is like going, what the hell is going on? And crosshair, his chip is working a little bit and he's right. torn because you know, Hunter is not following the orders and we need to be killing this Jedi. So that brings to, it was the conversation we were having offline is that, you know, everybody, you always hear, you know, people from the military say it's, it's, um, you, it, it's illegal to, or it's, uh, it's illegal to follow an unjust order or something. What's the, what's an, illegal order. an unlawful order, unlawful order. And my wondering, the thing that I'm wondering is how much of that is BS because of what you just said, the instantaneous following of orders, you know, and I think about a few good men We said, we follow orders or people die, Right. you know? Um, So did, did any of that and anybody else want to chime in or anything, but you know, just that's the one thing that sticks with me is that, you know, it seems to me that the defect that the other members of the Bad Batch have is that they have free thought. And is it, first off, before I go down the rabbit hole, does anyone else want to say anything about it or just let me take off? Because I can, this is another thing. This is another good point that you bring up that people are going to, um, are, they're going to raise as a point that, well, you know, don't follow an unlawful order. You know, you have the right to not follow a unlawful order. Um, but, I mean, honestly, if you go deep on this, uh, the clones don't know it's an unlawful order. They don't. At that point in time, you know, I mean, look at where the Republic was prior. And like I said, we all know that, that's, that Lucas uses a lot of his stuff as a metaphor for the Vietnam War, but it translates real well into like Iraq and Gulf War Part Two, Global War and Terror and all that stuff. Um the rules of engagement were this. And at this point, you know, if you look at where the Republic was prior to the Clone Wars with the CIS, the, the clones don't know that, you know, the Jedis are, are being wrongfully targeted here. I mean, it, it's like in the intelligence community, it's like everyone's your friend until someone sells secrets to the Russians. You know, I, you know we knew guys who got rolled up on for selling secrets to people they shouldn't be selling them to. And you go, oh, yeah, he's an awesome dude. I go to work with him every day. He's awesome. But something in his life made him want to sell secrets to our, our enemies, you know, our for, foreign countries and what have you. And the clones really don't have a background at that point 
to say, why am I shooting um, at the rebel? Now, you can go into the, like, you know, well, why, why do we have to kill him? Why can't we just arrest him? You know, why can't we just bring him in and, and put him on trial? Uh, but, you know, the Republic, from everything you hear, the Republic was so messed up at this point with corruption and everything. And here it's like, oh, we're just going to take Jedi and make them generals, you know, clones are the military. And, and regardless of that, these are the, your lieutenants and your generals and your leaders and what have you, there's nothing telling these clones that this is not a lawful order at the moment. You know, it should be something after the fact. In fact, if you're, and if you, and see, I'm, I'm going to go all over on this, but if you want to look at something that should have been a premier moment that I think they totally missed on, which could have easily justified the bad batch jumping sides is when, and let's, first off, let's say that the bad batch isn't necessarily the, the greatest special forces operation there, because when they go to that planet and they go see Saul Guerrero and his dudes are just like, Hey, we got you. Boo-ba-doo. It's like, good job. Special forces. These, these dudes just walked up on you and took you hostage. But at that point, you know, they get down there and Saul Guerrero is, he's got civilians with him and, Hunter's like, no, we're not firing on him. And, you know, was it Crosshair? He's going, no, we need to fire him on him. Good soldiers follow orders. Technically speaking, if they're that good, they could have just killed the insurgents and let the people <laughs> live, the family live. Because, I mean, they're watching a war crime. You don't have to start. You don't have to start the conflict at, oh, look, they have people with them. Let's just not complete the mission. The mission should be they're using human shields Let's kill the insurgents and protect the civilians. They're watching a war crime happen. Saul Guerrero is a combatant. He has been, he has been legally declared a combatant. He has a legal justification to be dealt with one side or the other. He is a militant. He is a belligerent, right? They could have killed all of them and saved the civilians and then went back to Grandma Tarkin. And he's like, hey, you, hey, hey, bro, you didn't do the mission. You didn't kill everyone. Well, there were civilians. Well, I said kill everyone. Now there's your hook. Because now they've witnessed a war crime. They didn't take part in a war crime. And their superior officer is saying you should have killed everyone. Now that's a hook. Well, I'm not killing civilians. What's going on here? But if you put it, if you move it back, you know, in, in this instance, you know, if your operator's on the ground, you're like, well, how can we minimize the risk to the civilians and still complete our mission. In this instance, is there a point where the civilians are going to be separated from the targets where we can take out the targets and ensure the most, the optimum amount of safety for the civilians, not all the safety, because like, like they say, there's nothing precise about a precision, a precision strike. Okay. There's always going to be collateral damage. So that one, that was the big thing that caught me. Just slide that ruler to the left, to the right, Dave Filoni, and they're, they're witnessing a war so, crime. You I, know, I think it sounds like Ryan's been pacing around his kitchen with coffee all day. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I jump in briefly? Um, you know. I, I feel like, Ryan, one thing that you briefly touched on that I thought was really sort of interesting and I'd like to drill down with it a little bit more was just this idea that these Jedi were inserted as commanders of these soldiers, you know, and this is all they know. This is their life, right? We're professionals. This is what we do. 
and now you've got these you know these monk people like what's their deal and they're all of a sudden in charge of us and i'm wondering um if there's a par a real life parallel to that in terms of what you guys have to deal with coming out of washington dc um and just like i have to put my politics aside and i have to deal with what what's happening here or is there some ever some pushback in, in, in certain situations or anything like that? Um, Dave, Dave, that's a really good point. And this, and this is going to sidetrack for a second. Uh, but to, to kind of draw a parallel to that, and this isn't anything, what I'm saying right now isn't classified. You can go. And if you dig deep enough, you can find this online. There's been articles written about this, but I think, um, the one of the biggest disconnects one of the most egregious um eras in this instance is when um rumsfield was the uh secretary of defense um he had his own intelligent think tank right he had guys that worked for him that he put a lot of faith into and they were telling him and this goes back to you know the the second invasion of iraq um, they were telling him that Iraq had, you know, weapons of mass destruction. They had the yellow cake. They were making it. It was dangerous. Uh, we need to go in and stop them right now. While the actual intelligence community, the guys who do this for a living, you know, we were all saying we don't have 100% proof that this is correct. Like, if you do this, you're taking a big risk because there are no indications and warnings that this is what's happening. And we were not telling him the story he wanted to hear. So the information that was flowing to the top was coming primarily from his people who were, who weren't saying no to him, who were like, this is, this is the danger that like, you know, Hey, they do have it. Go blow them up. This is what works. And that's probably one of the easiest ones to understand in the whole thing is that there, you do get into those instances where you're telling your superiors that, this is not the case. This is not the situation. And if you make this call, you're making the wrong call. Um, but in that instance, you know, the chain of command for good or ill has to be maintained. And all you can do is express your concerns. But at the end of the day, your superiors are going to say, you know, I, hey, I'm taking it on board. And if you've got a good commanding officer, they go, I will make amends and we will make a change to the plan. Or sometimes you get them who go, Sorry, this is how this is how it's going to be. Well, you, you know, know I, I understand what you're saying, but march on, carry forth. Go ahead, you know? go ahead, Fred. No, no, I was going to say one thing that actually just made me kind of think back on and realize is we okay from the outside audience looking in, we know that Darth Sidious is telling the clones, giving the clones an order. But as far as the clones are concerned, the Chancellor of the Republic has just told them to execute the Jedi. In other words, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking now a real world corollary here. The United States president tells a soldier, arrest that general. Now, that soldier may go, that puts me in a bad situation, but the commander in chief just told me, right, that guy's gotta be stopped. Now, if, if the general puts you in a spot where it's him or you, and you know, but you've been given a direct order by your commander in chief. In a similar situation, the as far as the clones are concerned, they are following a quote-unquote lawful order. Now, right. 
the reaction, the reality is we know from the outside that it's not good because we know who uh, Palpatine really is. But in universe, that would not flown. They would have been like, okay, well, the head of the Republic told right. them, I mean, take right. out these guys. I mean, in universe, and, and not to get you know overly political here, but I mean, we're near that, you know, just a few months ago. It's like, will we have a peaceful transfer of power? That was the first time that, you know, this was ever discussed. So, you know, but I mean, that was one of the first, this whole good soldiers follow orders things. And I I always wondered again, okay, so we have these other clones who are like, no, that because their inhibitor chip isn't working. So take that, whatever metaphor that is, maybe they, you know, it's like they were trained, but it's like, all right, but this is, they've, they've made it that decision that this is not, this is a BS order. Um, now what about the other thing I want to hit on because we're, we're coming up on time, but, uh, what about the, um, the, the other thing that I've been thinking about is all of a sudden all these guys have known is running ops and being in the military. And I mean, you said how many years total were you in the military then you said it was four years in the marines and what four? Ten, uh, ten years four ten years, years of the navy and uh, four years excuse me, four years in the marines and six years in the navy so you had a ton of time where i mean a lot uh, you had obviously a very certain routine now for the clones the war is over and what what is that i mean when you left the military and you're into you know civilian life you know what is do you feel lost do you feel like you know what the heck's going on here i mean well um and once again this this is a discussion that you could have another hour podcast about but um, well, we want to give you time it, to plug your youtube channel so let's not take right. an hour, <laughs> um i mean i talk for as long as we got to go but i think that you know especially in the in the instance of clones and if you want to put it to um the monday military like line troops and special operations and what have you guys who you know live and breathe this stuff 24 7 you know i was lucky in that while i supported a lot of those guys i wasn't it wasn't a constant um i could walk away from it at times whereas a lot of those guys are always up tempo they're always downrange they're always either training to go downrange or they are downrange you know and you get out and there's such um there's such a and for good or ill you know there's a lot of great things with the military there's a lot of bad things with the military um you get into that routine and you start trusting these people that you're spending every day with you know you know these people better than you know your family at times you spend more time with them than you spend with your family um and you get into these routines and then you get into the real world and all that's gone because you will never have uh, 99% of the time. You will never have the connection with other people that you had with the people in the military. And you will never have the, the semblance of routine that makes that amount of sense to you. The, the regular world is a very chaotic, crazy place. And it doesn't make sense. A lot of times to people, especially people who dug deep into the Marines who into the military, I'm sorry, who really, really, really respected the chain and really respected the procedures, you know, you get out into the real world and you try and get a regular job and you're going to, you're going to work with idiots and you can't do anything about it. 
you know, and those idiots are going to be your bosses and you can't do anything about it. And you're going to be told to do dumb stuff. You're going to be told to do things that don't make sense. You're going to be told, you're going to see a lot of things that don't make sense and it's going to create a disconnect. And a lot of veterans deal with that. Some deal with it. Well, some deal with it. Not so well. I suspect that the clones are going to have these same issues because if you look at the galaxy after revenge of the Sith and rebels and what have you right there, the clones have no place now. There's a war, but the clones don't have a place in that war. They've been completely set adrift for the most part. The, the people they trusted has have cut them loose or destroyed them or let them just, hey, do what you got to do. So now they have to find a meaning somewhere. And uh, I imagine some of them will do all right. But oddly enough, if you remember uh, Star Wars Galaxies, and you got, I got to give Star I love Star Wars Galaxies, but I got to give one really really strong point of credit here on uh, one of the planets and I can't remember which one it was I think it was Dantooine in the cantina and one of the quests was you went and talked to a clone from the Clone Wars and he was obviously suffering from PTSD and the mission he sent you on was basically to go and help him recover his lost armor from the Clone Wars but this one little character in this game, this clone, was having all kind of disassociation with society because he was hanging out in the cantina all the time, drinking and losing himself and not realizing what was going on in the real world. And I suspect if this was to that degree, you would see a lot of clones that would just... You probably have the same mental health crisis with the clones as you do with veterans today. And the answer is, how would the new empire deal with that would they deal with that what would be the solution for the clones so know? i guess i guess now my question to dave and fredo um do you think we we really know nothing of what's going to happen with the bad batch for these next you know 14 episodes or whatever we got do you think that they're that they're the story's actually going to go down some of these things that ryan's talking about or do you think we're just going to gloss over it and focus on getting baby yoda to luke skywalker <laughs> um, God, uh, I will say the former is far more interesting to me. Anyway, right? Yeah, I'll say, I'll no, say. no, and I agree. Um, I I think we all agree that the former is more interesting because we haven't seen that in Star Wars before, really. I mean, other than what Ryan's example was, like Star Wars Galaxies, and there's probably a few other. Uh, extended universe pieces where they talk they deal with that kind of trauma that people go through but um we haven't really told this story uh in the main star wars um saga and so i i would i would be so hopeful for the former but i i would suspect we'd probably get something more like the latter um but again i, I wouldn't rule it out but i don't feel like the odds are good right say i hope so first of all because getting the opportunity to tell this story with these characters not just the bad badge but the other clones gives you that opportunity gives you that chance to tell stories that something like rebels wouldn't have told given you or even something like clone wars because clone wars touches upon it i think there was the episode we met rex again in rebels for discussing some of the uh post-war effect on some of the clones whether it was Wolf or Gregor, that kind of thing. Um, but I think this gives you a great opportunity to tackle some of those issues in a way in which, I mean, 
we're not expecting this to be a 16 episode and it's done for we're, that it's going to go for a few seasons. So ideally it's not going to, going to be. Has that, uh, has that been confirmed? Has that been confirmed or is that just your know. guess? I am guessing. Cause I've heard it in other places too, but I just, I, I, man, I don't know. But I'm guessing, but realistically, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not seeing anything else. Some animation ones. I've not seen that there's any other project on the pipeline. Like right now it's, Obi-Wan and it's Andor. So if you want to have an animated show rolling, this would be it. And setting the story where they're setting it and being with these characters gives you that chance where you can, yeah, you can have your, okay, we're getting away from the bottom of the week is trying to get Omega story arc, or we're trying to help whoever, whatever clone story arc. But it does give you a chance to delve deeper into the clones, which would be the most interesting aspect of this show because even clone wars i mean we had a good number of good arcs where they got into it but not really right as right. deep as they can particularly that post-war aspect of wait a minute you were created bred and trained for one purpose that purpose is gone and now everybody's looking at this grand army of the republic saying yeah we can't afford you we're just going to get rid of you right and so there's a lot of issues real world that come with that um and to kind of go along with what you guys are saying i think to kind of bring it back to the original point you know the question is good soldiers you know it's about what it what does it mean for a good soldier to follow orders and ultimately there is a very dear price to pay for good soldiers who follow orders and I think Alfredo is absolutely right. You've seen how people responded to Rogue One. You see how people are responding to the fact that Cassie and Andor is going to have a series. People, they do want to see that the Republic wasn't all cherries and sunshine, that there was a darker side to the Republic. And there's a darker side to war on both sides. And what do you do when you have millions slash billions of soldiers who... All they know is war, and all of a sudden you take that from them and you discard them. There are a lot of really human stories to go there. And, you know, it's like you guys said, is, is Disney going to have the the courage to do that? Because they kind of stretched it forward with WandaVision and what they were willing to talk about, you know, and I think they would have a great opportunity with Bad Batch and more Clone Wars stuff. But, um, I mean, like David said, I don't know if that's going to happen. I think we might just get, how does Baby Yoda get to Luke, you know? Well, this was a... This is an awesome conversation. Thank you. Very, I mean, that's exactly kind of what I was looking for. Um, so I appreciate that. Uh, but we're to getting towards the end of our time. But I do want to um, let you plug. You have a YouTube channel because you, you're a creative sort. Yeah. Um, have, have, um, by the way, Dave Fredo, did you guys go to his YouTube channel? Did you watch any of this yet? I, not yet. If you haven't, you got to well, check it out. So it's. Um, it's the, the username on um, YouTube is Robo Hobo 74 Robo like a robot Hobo like a drifter with a pack on his back living in the trains um, Robo Hobo 74 and it's just a bunch of stop motion stuff and I started uh, with a Star Wars episode about five minutes long the second has been a little uh, pro wrestling skit so it'll be like Star Wars pro wrestling it'll be um, Marvel 616 stuff the main the main universe stuff key-man transformers you know whatever toys i have laying around that gi joe whatever toys i have laying around uh, that i want to do something with 
Uh, I do a little stop motion video. Star Wars kind of has a special place. So those are going to tend to be a little bit longer and more uh, involved in their storytelling and cinematography. But it's all stop motion with action figures and cardboard boxes and, you know, photo uh, premiere and just just making little stories, you know, just something to do. Are these uh, are these uh, family safe so Dave's kids can watch it? Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, they are fam- They are the Mandalorian. The the Star Wars Outer Rim is definitely family safe. Um, and if David's uh, children have watched professional wrestling, they're definitely safe. Especially if so they go not, back in the older school. We're not going to see Team America puppet sex or anything like that. No, not no, yet. nothing like that. It 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 will be comparable to what you would see in like Disney Plus or a Marvel movie or anything like that. It, it's not going to be excessively risque um gi joe might be a little violent but it's gi joe you know that's the whole point of it what do you mean violent um, everybody misses and they get the, everybody has an ejection seat with a right. with a well, parachute parachute's <laughs> always deployed right <laughs> the lasers always miss and the parachutes all deploy and yeah. i will say this in my masters of the universe things will get punched or cut with swords there will not be he-Man will punch things. I will know? say this. I mean, getting back to the Bad Batch, I mean, I was shocked that actually Star Wars went down the route of, you know, the like the murdering that, you know, yeah. that Crosshair did. I was like, wow, they did go there. So maybe they will go down some of these things. Yeah, it's it's definitely violent for a Clone Wars cartoon, especially that first scene, um, that opening intro where they're out there fighting. But I guess, you know, I guess a lot of a lot of the uh, response is, well, they're robots, so you know yeah. we can kill the robots and and we'll we'll beat the sensors. But um, speaking, but of- still, it's it's like you said, it's 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 getting close. Like that, that's some extreme violence that they're doing there, you know. So, but Robo Hobo does not everybody. So you can go check out Ryan's YouTube channel, Robo yes, Hobo. Yes, please go we'll- check it out. The real thing I'm aiming for is to get a hundred subscribers because once you get a hundred subscribers, you can have your own personalized URL. So. I, that, that's probably my big thing right now. Get 100 subscribers. That's it. So I can have my own URL. Cool. You know, after that, it's all gravy. You know, well, just subscribe. So I'm in there. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Right on. Well, Ryan, thank you for the conversation tonight. Uh, thank you guys for having me. It was awesome. Like I said, this is this was a really great conversation to have because I'm going to be interested to see what Bad Batch does and if they go, if Filoni goes down that rabbit hole or if he kind of plays it safe like he is want to do i really hope ahsoka isn't this safe i really hope i want ahsoka to be because ahsoka of of all the characters in the clone wars ahsoka might have some of the most conflicted stories that you could tell with her and i really hope he just doesn't play it safe especially with rosario dawson she's such a good actor i really hope he takes those some really interesting places you know we shall we can we, we can be hopeful because again rebels started off kind of uh, safe. Well, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And then it got into some of this kind of stuff with yeah. uh, with Rex and those guys, and we got a little bit of that. I, I just, I'm, I'm with all y'all. I think we're all in agreement. We, we just, we want to see more. Give us more of that. Right. right. They're great characters. Like if he, if you just cut the chain on the Bad Batch and let and develop them as characters, you know, Wrecker wasn't such. I want to smash and blow things up. What is, what is Chowder mean? You know. Like just make them characters, and they're they're interesting characters. They just need more, you know. Make us all want to buy the toys, not just seven year olds, you know. <laughs> right on, right on. 
Well, cool. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. And um, thank you guys. Everybody else, uh, everybody, hopefully, everybody's staying safe. And if, uh, you know, if you know somebody out there who doesn't have a vaccine, take them to go get a vaccine because I saw the best thing says vaccines will bring concerts, you know, sooner. So, uh, uh, real quick, real quick, and I know because this is just really cool. There was, uh, they, they had a vaccine event in Chalmette this weekend and of course they had the bouncy houses and they had all kind of bands and everything planned for people to come and get the vaccines but prior to that they actually made like a little float and the nurses and the doctors who were doing the event they were driving the float through Chalmette and they were throwing beads playing music and throwing beads to the kids and the, the medallion on the beads was free vaccines vaccine healthcare event with the date and time i thought you were going to say that each each string of beads had a syringe attached to it. it's like here give yourself your vaccine yeah, do it yourself for the kids for the kids yeah. johnson and johnson just take it inside stick it in your arm kids you'll be all right you know right on all right well, everybody have a great week and we will see you actually same. a little Thank uh until next time we will say who dat who dat and everybody have a great week. See you guys on the flip side. See y'all later. My monkey.